This is Butch and Adrian. Three and twenty. You're listening to Thinking Outside the Loan Box, Gangster. Spider Man, Spider Man <laughs> does whatever a spider can. It's Thinking Outside the Long Box. Oh man, I was hoping you knew the whole the whole song. I don't. <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> so after that beautiful rendition of Spider-Man. <laughs> um, we are going to do something a little bit different today for this episode. Uh-huh. Um, recently, we I know me and you were talking about the <clears throat> some kind of comics app. You, I think you wanted to find something that better helped you organize what you had right now i have an excel spreadsheet that seems extensive it wow is. <laughs> it's not i mean it is you like, you can search stuff really easily but when you're like do i own this and it's like a phone you're like that's fucking hard <laughs> and obviously inaccurate i'll just buy things anyway so i downloaded the clz app, comic app because i've been talking about that for a little bit and i know that um they used to do it used to be just a desktop software thing, um, so you would you would download it on the desktop and enter it into the computer. It used to be a little bit more archaic. I I think they put more money into it, and that's how we ended up with this. So I have it, the app on my phone. I can scan a barcode of anything that has a barcode, um, and then I can. The vast majority of this does not. Correct. So uh, so for this collection, I'll, I'll have to search it. But um, uh, you can also uh, sync the app with the cloud so that anywhere you go, if you're on a computer, you could find it that way as well. Uh, but for the most part, I'll probably it's probably the easiest on my phone. It breaks it down by uh, however you want. Right now, it's just broken down by title. Yeah. Um, and I'm at 2,129 comic books at the moment. Um, and so that's without this... That's without this one to two hundred of the Spider-Man we were gonna talk about. Um, you thought it'd be interesting. I, I agree. Um, I did do all of my, the other Spider-Man that I owned. I think I was at almost six hundred before these. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I mean, my whole collection is twenty-one hundred books. Uh, to me, that's a lot. I don't know what normal collections look like. I know John started a whole store with the collection he had. <laughs> so yeah, that gets it was worse. Pretty immense. <laughs> you are a you are a Padawan comic collector, <laughs> but I mean that's still a lot to a lot of people, I'm sure. So this is obviously the Amazing Spider-Man Volume One. Um, we were talking. We were having a small discussion about keys earlier today, and my misunderstanding of what like what was a key and what wasn't a key or what was a minor key and what's not a minor key. Um, let me see if it tells me what I think. I, can I don't know if you have a misunderstanding because I don't fully get it all the time either, especially the example you gave kind of shocks me. <laughs> so I have in the, in the normal collection, I have 353 minor keys and 18 major keys of the 18 major keys. Um, first appearances. I have, uh, Madam Webb's first appearance. Hobgoblin's first appearance, <clears throat> Spider-Man 2099's first appearance, Spawn's first appearance, 
uh, first Afra, Doctor Afra. I don't, I don't understand that. That's from, a big book for Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. So I got that book. It was not big, big, but it's it's, it's a bigger one. Uh, first appearance of Princess from The Walking Dead. That's what we were talking about earlier. Um, and the I have two versions of that. Um, so those are the seven keys that I have as far as major uh, first appearances go. I got some other ones. Full, first full appearance of Carnage. Um, first full appearance of Jessica Cruz. That's a Justice League book. And then the first full appearance of Constantine. That's a Swamp Thing book. Um, and then a bunch of others. But I have 18, 18 major keys. You have the first Constantine? Mm-hmm. That's a pretty big book. Yeah. I specifically went out of my way to get that book because okay. I love Constantine. I'm not a, I'm not a huge Swamp Thing fan. I know that there are major Swamp Thing fans, um, but I'm, I'm more a Constantine fan, and so I got it for that reason. I'm just that's the biggest book you listed outside of Spider Man. So I was like, that's what else? <laughs> that's a book. Um, for that was first appearances. Otherwise, like spot, like I said, Spider Man first cameo of Venom, and then I think I have the first full Venom, um, but uh, mostly Spider Man keys. Um, in the major category, I'm not going to go 353 minors, but the one I was talking to you about was in The Walking Dead. They consider Princess's appearance as a major key, and they don't consider Alpha's appearance as a major key, which is really odd to me. But I don't know how well. to do this. I don't. I don't know who does this. But that that's the only thing. Like I don't know what what the difference is between when those things come up. I don't know how you demarcate a, a minor versus a major key at that point. Me neither. And that I knew that like you could base it on someone just like how big of a key it is, but in Walking Dead terms, I mean like that doesn't make sense to me. Uncle Beth's uh Uncle Ben's death is a mi- a minor key. <clears throat> Tarantula is a minor oh, key. Oh, that wouldn't be a minor key to me either. That's what it says, bro. And his origin story apparently. Like his original That's death? what it says. Doesn't he die like the first time? Minor death of Uncle Ben. Oh, death of Uncle Ben's killer. I'm sorry, that's my fault. Origin yeah, I was like Spider-Man. Isn't that like, like isn't that the first fucking Spider-Man book? <clears throat> death of Lori, Judith, uh, Herschel and the governor are minor keys. Yeah, I can see the deaths being minor. Death of Gabriel is a minor key. Death of Dwight is a minor key. <clears throat> I think death of Rick is a minor key, too. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I, I, it's it's weird. But yeah, 353 keys um, within, the, within the collection, 18 major keys. Very interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I don't know how they do it either. So The Amazing Spider-Man will be what we talk about today, Volume 1. <clears throat> There's a negative one. I'm missing negative one. I wonder what that is. So it's it's crazy. So since these don't have barcodes or barcodes that you can readily see, the easiest thing to do, honestly, is open the volume with which they live in, and yeah. then find the issue, and then you have to you have to tell it whether it's a certain issue or not. Like for Spider-Man's, I've noticed there's a newsstand edition, there's a direct edition, and then there's a UK variant edition which is really fucking weird to me mm-hmm. um i won't start with the annuals because those are i gotta find somewhere else the three that we have i think these three came from you because i don't generally do cgc stuff yeah i sold you these slabs at a rock bottom price <laughs> mostly because they're not that expensive of books 147 where did you, where did you find these on the i know you're a whatnot is that where these came from i think so I think I just got, like, crazy deals on them on whatnot. That one, though, um, I think I bought a small collection from a guy, and that was in it. So this is 147. 
<clears throat> the Amazing Spider-Man. It's a five and a half CGC Gary Conway story. Ross Andrew, oh, 5.5. Ross Andrew, Mike Esposota, and Dave Hunt are do the art, and John Romita Jr. does the cover. Tarantula Jackal and Gwen Stacy clone appearance. <clears throat> See, this is the weird thing. 147 has an A cover, a B cover, uh, just those two, actually. The only difference is for these, I don't know who Mark Jeweler is, but he was doing a, a lot of variants, apparently. So, no, they're not variant covers. It says Mark Jeweler's variant. Well, it is a variant. Oh, okay. But it's not like in today's world where there's, like, different covers. Mark Jeweler's were sold either on army bases or close to army bases. Oh. And they actually have a jewelry insert in the comic book. And in that insert, you could order, like, wedding rings or rings and shit like oh. that. That's how a lot of army people bought, like, their girlfriend shit. Oh. And they were in comics. They're called Mark Jeweler Variants. They are a separate collecting segment. Like, there are collectors out there that just, not just, probably, but they hunt Mark Jewelers. Huh. Um, I just bought a pretty expensive one as well, a Superman comic. That's actually a gold star mark too, which means like it was for sure on a military base, sold out of a military base, but... It does up the value of the book. So, uh, so if a Mark Jeweler variant doesn't have the the slip in it, how the hell do you know that it's a Jeweler variant? Otherwise, it, it would have. It has to have the slip in it. Huh. Like you can tell. Like if you're looking at the top of the book, it's like there's a very obvious like middle like changing of color from the top of the pages down. Like it's very obvious it's Mark Jewelers in there. Plus, you just open it and see. But <laughs> that's really, I mean, that's the only way to really know. <laughs> I do believe that they dictate it on CGC books, though. If it is a Mark Jeweler variant, oh, I'm sure. But that uh, that's I was like I didn't know what that meant and so I I assumed I didn't have any of whatever the heck that was. I mean you might have some in here. I don't I might have what. some in there, but I don't know. Um the next slabbed one is an 8.0 Amazing Spider-Man 345. Um David David Michelin story Mark Bagley and Randy Emberlin art Eric Larson and Randy Emberlin cover. Uh Cletus Cassidy Venom Cardiac Boomerang and Silver Sable appearance. Um, again, this, I don't know if this was in the same collection or not, because I, I think I've gotten them at different times from you. So no, that one I know I got off of that. I think I won off of whatnot. Oh, nice. And that one has a newsstand edition, which is what most of these are. Yeah, that is a newsstand. Um, Australian price variant and then a Mark Jewelers variant. That's just a newsstand. I'm pretty sure. 8.0. <clears throat> and then the nonstop Spider-Man number one. Um, I don't think is going to be in the first volume. I'll have to find that later, but that's a 9.8 Joe Kelly story, Dale Eagle sham art, Chris Bachelot and Tim Townsend cover and art Baron Zemo appearance and a die cut cut die cut cover. This cover is, I think what you were talking about originally when you gave it to me, it is really, really cool. Yeah. That's why I bought. Well, a, I think I bought it cause it was like, I got it for crazy cheap and then B it's just a fucking sick cover. So first I was like, I'm not a biggest Spider-Man collector. I like more some of his villains. Right. But that's just because I like to diversify my collection, and then fucking Spider-Man's expensive as fuck. It's not because I hate Spider-Man. Anymore. <laughs> it's just like, if you really want to get into Spider-Man, I'm also a condition collector, so it's like, oh, it's number 40 in good condition. That's for $800. <laughs> fucking all of them. So, 63. That's not my oldest one. No, I, I think I might have arranged them. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I had these in order. What happened? Yeah, only I only unarranged like probably that far down. Um, the last lab, I think you could just scan the. Oh, I there's a barcode it. on the back. Yeah. Okay, so the oldest volume one book I have 
I'm assuming that none of the yeah I'm assuming none of the annuals older, but I could be wrong. Um, is number twenty nine. 28 other Spider-Mans before this. <laughs> 29. That are crazy expensive. Scorpion is arranged and escaped from prison is out for revenge against J. Jonah Jameson. It is, there are no keys or anything. Oh, it's a second appearance of Scorpion. It's a minor key. I'm sorry about that. Um, again, this is the the regular direct or there is a UK variant cover. Um, variant price, which I assume it would tell you somewhere over here. But it has a pence. It, is, isn't, but. it has like a pence thing instead of a cents. Oh yeah, that makes sense. That would that would make a lot of sense. <laughs> um yeah, second appearance of the Scorpion. Um then 31 I have um again 31 is the direct edition or the UK price variant. I have the direct edition. It is a major key according to my app. It's the first appearance of Gwen Stacy, first appearance of Harry Osborne and the first appearance of Miles Warren. Um came out in 1965 for 12 cents, bro. For twelve cents, you could buy this first key. Even the 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 the, sh- the cover is kind of shitty on this one. It's missing some of the top corner and a little bit of the inside, but it has what's known as Marvel chipping. <laughs> oh, is that what that is? <laughs> is that what they call that thing? Extensive Marvel chipping. <laughs> um, but like you said, now I I th- I think we we talked about it a little bit earlier. What this does is it gives me the ability now to trade up, right? To buy to buy something that I know. Like that now book is so valuable. <laughs> um, it's not crazy valuable due to its like grade, but like. Hey man, more off the top of my cents. head, I don't know what a thirty-one goes for, but it's still like, like a good chunk. Like, um, you got me this next one. It's a thirty-four. Again, this is the normal direct edition copy, and it is a minor key. Second appearance of Gwen Stacy and second appearance of Harry Osborne. How many? I mean, like, do you go into third and fourth appearances of those keys? Like, how many appearances? <laughs> Some of the major characters, I, I think. They, in my opinion, a minor key stops at probably the second. <laughs> because yeah, like you got to cut them off. <laughs> the eighty seventh appearance of the Green Goblin, nineteen sixty six. He dies. Steve Ditko <laughs> and Stan Lee. Uh, Steve Ditko was obviously the artist. It's it's a really good conditioned book. It, it's in really good shape. I love that cover too. I love old comic book covers, like honestly, more than new ones. Even though like the artwork is technically better. In newer comics, sure. there's just something about the way that older comics look that I just like more. It doesn't. So that one, that one looks shinier than most everything you see, but I, it's because of its condition. But I, I think some of it has to do with like that. It has an old kind of art feel to it. You know what I mean? I it doesn't have to be super too. Though, yeah. like the new comic books, like I mean, some of them look like badass, but it's like I don't know. Some about the covers just pop more. All right, <clears throat> cover, uh, cover issue thirty nine. Um, normal, normal one in UK, just like normal. This is the normal one. Um, that is also a major key. It's the first John Romita senior artwork on an amazing Spider-Man book. Um, Stanley was the writer. John Romita senior is the drawer, drawer, the artist. I have a, he's very well known for Spider-Man shit too. So that's why it's, I think that's like almost that, not almost what he's, but I mean, that's the thing he's known for, right? He does. He did other shit for the most part thing he's known for. He's done some like really classic romance covers too. I believe back in the day, but like, he's not really well known for that. (laughs) Junior, his son is the same. He's the same. He's a, he's a pretty big Spider-Man known artist. And I have a, I have a, a carnage 
drawing downstairs from him too. So I was I was pretty. He came to Denver Comic Con I think three years ago, or we don't call it Denver Comic Con anymore, but. No, what is it called now? Fan Expo. Fan Expo. Fan Rexpo. <laughs> 47 is the next one is what I have. No keys or anything in that one. Um, but that is in the hands of the hunter. What do you think about the hunter? He's a, he's appeared already a, a few times in this in this world. Craven is one of my favorite Spider-Man bad guys. Yeah? So. He looks kind of goofy at this point, right? I mean, yeah. He's like <laughs> in fucking cheetah spandex pants. <laughs> and his lion fur like vest is kind of like... <laughs> Very, I don't know, very seventies gay. <laughs> but like you could, this would be like a a super gay guy. <laughs> like I mean, he's even kind of like looks like that singer from that old band that's gay. Like oh yeah, I know who you're talking about. I don't know his name, but I know who you're talking about. Uh, where he's wearing this? like fucking like sandals, ankle like ties, sandals. Like they look like ballet shoes. <laughs> Why Craven? Why do you like Craven? Because uh, Craven's last hunt is one of the more adult comics that I read like first as a kid. Uh, actually, I got made fun of randomly by another so-called comic book fan um, and bullied into reading Craven's Last Hunt because he, he was like I was like I like comics he's like I like comics but he was like one of those guys like you don't know shit <laughs> we're kids but at that point I think I had read some Spawn and then I got in trouble for reading Spawn and then like my Spawns got taken away <laughs> And then I got at, after that I got like only like DC like family comics. <laughs> it's like the happy stuff, like old DC books. And then I was talking about comps. He's like, "Have you read Craven's Last Hunt?" I remember this specifically. And I was like, "I didn't know who the fuck Craven was." It's like either like I had some Spider Man stuff, but it was none of it was like crazy, right? And. uh I didn't even know who Graven was, and I was like, "No, I was like, who's that?" He's like, "You don't like comics. You don't even know anything about comics." <laughs> so then I remember I had to make like an effort to like read the books because you couldn't just like fucking go online and fucking read right. them at this point. So I like had to like find someone who had them. And I did, and then I read them. And this I'm guy like, said, "I don't know comics." <laughs> yeah, it's like I got to read the Craven's last one. I don't know comic books. <laughs> and then. uh <laughs> Yeah, that story is fucking crazy. Craven <laughs> shooting himself with a fucking shotgun in the face at oh. the end of it. Mm. And ever since then, I was like, dude, Craven's badass. He's like, <laughs> he's not like hokey at all. Cause like, I was a kid. He's like, this motherfucker's like, God, or, he's like a punisher, you know right, what I mean? Right, right, right. But he's like a big game hunter for like crazy shit. Right. Yeah, he's wearing a lion's face. So I was like, yeah, I fucking like, ever since then, I just like Craven. <laughs> Uh, f- uh, issue 56 is next. Uh, that is a minor key of the first appearance of... Ca- <coughs> Yo, you gonna die? Jody's all around wrong pipe. First appearance of Captain George Stacy. 1967 was the original release date. Are by uh, John Romita Sr. And uh, Mike Esposito with Stan Lee as the writer. O- Dr. Aqua so dumpy back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> He literally looks like a guy who shouldn't be wearing spandex. I like how they draw him. He's like, gotta fit in. (laughs) 63 is next. No key things to talk about there. Um, It is an iconic cover, though. It is. It it is an iconic vulture cover. Um, 1968, uh, again, Stan Lee and John Romita Sr., <clears throat> and it has that spotlight cover. There's a mm. a lot of collectors collect like the spotlight covers too. It's like a lot of Batman ones do it. There's not a lot of Spider Mans that do it. Right. Like that. Not a lot of collectors. I just know there are collectors that look for them. <laughs> it's 
probably a very minor amount in the collecting world. <laughs> 64 is next. Again, not, no keys in it, but 1968 by San Lee and Ramita Sr., I mean. Um, 66 is a minor key. It's a Mysterio cover. Um, it's also a fucking badass cover. <laughs> it's the early appearance Mysterio cover by art by John Romita Sr. I see. I don't know what that means. Early appearance. Like that's not his first appearance. It's well, not it's his like second appearance, top 10. but it's an early appearance. <laughs> that's a weird thing. Yeah. I think, <clears throat> I mean, Mysterio just is like probably the coolest design of the early Spider-Man bad guys. Green Goblin and I think him right. are like the coolest design of the early bad guys. Um, and that's, a, I don't know, I just know it's an iconic cover. Yeah, it's, it's, not a, it's a cool cover. Quite as cool as the next cover in my opinion. Oh. That's like one of my favorite Mysterio covers ever. Well, this is uh, 1968 Stanley Lee, Sr. and Don Heck. Um, 67 is also a minor key. That's the cover you were just talking about, and that's in great shape as well. Um, it's the first appearance of Randy Robertson. Um, 19- I just love the perspective on that cover. And especially Mysterio's, like, illusions and shit. Like, right. just, to me, that, like, cover tells a story all by itself. It's like, oh, man, this guy's fucking crazy. <laughs> what do you think about the newest Mysterio appearance where he wasn't really... Like, he was an illusionist, but not, like, a real illusionist, eh, you know what I mean? I didn't like it. <laughs> He was just a techie. Yeah, yeah, Like, fuck that. Mysterio's dope. Mysterio <laughs> killed the X-Men, bro. <laughs> you don't even know. Mysterio made Wolverine believe that all the X-Men were bad guys, and Wolverine killed them all. Mysterio, <laughs> by proxy, killed the X-Men, bro. 1968, Stan Lee, Ramiro, Ramita Sr. <laughs> he killed the X-Men. 68 is the next one. No keys there, but that is, again, 1968. Um, R- uh, Ramita Sr. wrote this one with Stanley, and he drew it with Jim Mooney. It's also an iconic cover. Is it? Crisis yeah, on Campus. It's been on, like, cards and shit, like huh. Marvel cards. And it's just, like, I feel like that's, like, a it's like a full-body action pose Spider-Man. Yeah. He's not getting his ass kicked on the cover. One thing I've noticed about a lot of Amazing Spider-Man books is he's getting his ass kicked on the cover of most of them. This is one of those that you'd see now, though. Like, right, he's in a flying pose. He's in a weird bendy pose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 69, that is a minor key. It's the first mention of Vanessa Fisk. I don't really... I don't understand that again. The next one's an iconic cover, too. It's also um, on Marvel covers. This is a 69, and it's a Stan Lee, Ramita Sr. story, um, drawn by Mooney and Ramita Sr. With the kingpins. We're about to meet him. With the kingpin. Issue 70, that is an iconic cover. Um, again, first cameo appearance of Vanessa Fisk, 1969, Ramita Sr. Stan Lee story, Ramita Sr. Jim Mooney cover. Or penciling. The cover artist was just Romita. Um, what do you think about the cover? You said it's iconic to you. Uh, well, A, it's just like a gray tone cover, which I know there's like a segment of collectors that look for those as well. But this image has been used on a lot of Spider-Man shit, including like multiple Marvel cards. Like, so I just, it's just iconic in that nature. <laughs> it's a spotlight cover as well. Like, it has a lot of shit going for it. <laughs> 77 a is the next one. Um, no keys there, but it's 69. Um, again, this is the written by Buscemi and Stanley and then drawn by Mooney and Buscemi. So we've we've gone away Go from Ramita Sr. at this point. Derpy the lizard looks. 
<laughs> he looks like a lizard. What do you want him to look like? He's derpy as fuck. His face is derpy. <laughs> I mean, he always looks derpy like in the old days. It's not like a new thing. <laughs> I just overderped him. I don't know. Uh, 78, The Night of the Prowler. Prowler's also another cool early Batman character. And that is a major key. It's the first appearance of the Prowler, Hobby Brown, Hobie Brown, Hobie Brown. Um, That's 1969, written by Stan Lee, drawn by Mooney and Bushima again. It's not as big of a key as the next one, the first kangaroo, my friend. (laughs) That's that's not according to the app, it's not. (laughs) Oh, that's not the first kangaroo? No, no, no. It's not a major key. This is a major key. Oh, the yeah, no, it's definitely true. Key. <laughs> kangaroo is just total shit character. 81 is my next issue, um, and that is um, the first. This is this is the, yeah, the first appearance of the kangaroo. The origin and the first appearance of the kangaroo. He just jumps up and down on people. It looks like Dolph Lundgren. Kangaroo's fucking weak sauce, dude. John Romita Sr., Stan Lee, writing, Bushema and Mooney penciling. I have to. That just must be like an off week at the Marvels. We need a fucking Spider Man bag. What the fuck? Yeah, it's a kangaroo. He jumps up and down. What is he going to look like? It's Dolph Lundgren. It's a kangaroo. He tapes his fists. Why? He jumps on people. Why not? Um, I got to figure out which one this is. 89 is the next one, but there's an 89 normal, there's an 89A, and there's an 89 UK. I, I'm assuming it's the normal. I don't know what the difference between the regular and the 89A is. Let me see the front. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just regular. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, no keys in this one. Duck Ock Lives is what it says on the cover. 1970. Stanley writer Gil Kane is the penciler on this one. 18th appearance of Doc Ock. <laughs> Gil Kane gets a lot of, he gets a bad rap, doesn't he? Like they don't, like he, he, he doesn't get a bad rap. He doesn't get enough credit for he what get he a lot did. Of credit. Yeah, there are a lot of people. I think who was who's the other was who's there the other are, person who took because he was. Yeah, uh, there are Gil Kane fans. Yeah, <laughs> but I I feel like there it's not like. He's not beloved like Ramita or anything like that. He should be. Uh, 90 is the next issue I have. That is the a minor key, the death of Captain Stacy. Um, it's Spider-Man holding Captain Stacy. It's a cool cover, too, man. Mm-hmm. 1970, Stanley writer Gil Kane. The... You paid $20 bucks. <laughs> 20 bucks. It's not bad finish, either. No. Uh, uh, 95 is the next issue that I have. That is also a minor key. Um, that is the Spider-Man visits London is why it's a key. (laughs) I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand that. Can we, do we, do we get a Spider-Man visits California key? I don't know, man. Yeah, we're swinging on Big Ben shit. (laughs) 1971, written by Stan Lee, drawn by Romita Sr., and he did the cover. Webbing up the queen, you know? (laughs) That's, that's something else, I think. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 96 is the next one. That is also a minor key. It's drug issue. Uh, no CCA stamp. Yeah, they fought the uh, comics code for this one. Did they? Yeah, I believe it was like they were getting some like political. I don't know if it was like pressure, but like some like political encouragement to like write some st- like some anti drug stories. But like because of the comics code, you can't do that shit right. in certain ways. So it's like I know they had to like forego the comic stamp, which was a big deal at this time on the book. Fucking comics code. Shit made no sense. But 99 is the next one. No key there. Um, 
That was a 71, written by Stan Lee, penciled by Gil Kane. Gil Kane did the cover as well. That's everything I have from 0 to 100. I don't think I have issue 100. 155, what is that issue over there? 102 is the earliest one I have. Obviously, these are probably the most expensive ones. (laughs) 0 to 100. Um, There are some decent geese outside that, too. I'm sure. I just, in general, that's probably the... That'll probably be the hardest part to finish. Um, (laughs) Those first ten are pretty big. (laughs) Are they they crazy expensive, those first ten? Um... I mean, obviously, the obviously Amazing Fantasy to get them in like and one are probably the most expensive. Yeah, I mean, those you're looking at house down payments. Yeah, I th- I think I think Smitty, but this was like ten, fifteen years ago. I think he bought uh, Amazing Fantasy in terrible condition. I think it was graded at like a one, and they bought it for like ten grand. I think. Yeah, it'd probably be more than that today. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the other books, no. The other books, I would say, 2 through 10, they're not cheap. Right. But to get them in like a mid-grade or like 6-0, something like that, like a very respectable copy, you just have to save a little bit. I mean, a couple thousand bucks for the bigger ones. I know people in our home are probably like, fuck, that's expensive. But I mean, we're talking about... No, it's not. We're talking <laughs> about early age comic books, right? Well, you're talking about Silver Age comics. You're talking about arguably most popular comic book character. Definitely one of the most, if not the He's most. top three, for sure. Yeah, 100%. And different time periods that could sway in and out. I think, I mean, this is my opinion, but I think it's pretty accurate. Sure. I think it's Superman, Batman, not necessarily in order. Right, Superman, right, Batman, right. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Um, Superman, whether you hate him or love him, he's just going to get that hype because he's the first major superhero ever. <laughs> he's not the first superhero ever, but I think Doc Savage is the first superhero ever. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think Superman is... The most known, but Spider Man's probably bigger at this point as far as collectors go. I think Spider Man might be the most known now. It's, I mean, known, I think Superman is. I think, like, I think you could show Superman's logo to a kid in India and he knows who the fuck it is. I feel like that you could do that with Spider Man anywhere. I think, I mean, it's very, (laughs) it's so close. It's very close. It's so close. I think that Batman still might be the most collected. Um, I think. But it's close, too, with Spider-Man. I mean, like, it's arguable any, any way you want to look at it. And I obviously, I think Superman's first appearance is much, much, much harder to come by than anything that's out there. But it's much assume. older, too. Right. Like, it's, you know, fucking 20 years older. Yeah. Like it's You find that ratty fucking in a basement or in the wall somewhere, that's probably fucking millions of dollar book, even in a shitty condition. Not a shitty condition. You get a shitty one, I think, for a couple hundred... No way. A couple, couple hundred grand. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you got to put some thousands on it. But, uh, I mean, like a, a mid-grade? Yeah, you're going to run at least a million, if not two or three. And most of the ones like that are, are even restored. Right. Because the books just fell apart. Yeah. Same thing if you're getting, like, the first Batman. Who knew? Nobody knew. You wanted, you wanted oh, to read it. Know. You yeah, wanted no, to fuck know. with it. I mean, who knew that shit? And they were made on different kind of paper. It wasn't even yeah. made to last. The it's first, crazy that they even exist. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, like, the only reason I put Batman, I think, higher is because, like, even characters who aren't Batman, just because they're in Batman books, their first appearances are fucking crazy expensive, too. Hmm. Like, I mean, first Martian Joker. Manhunter, well, Joker is, like, he's probably the biggest bad guy in any comic. Right. But not most powerful or anything, but just fucking collected. Crazy. Yeah. 
But like Marsh Manor, there's no real fans of Marsh Manor. Like very few. <laughs> but because he's in the early Batman book, first appearance in decent grades, it's like three grand. Like <laughs> fucking expensive. <laughs> Fuck. And nobody fucking collects Marsh Manor. <laughs> Except for me. I'm gonna be the. I was gonna say I'm gonna start doing that. I, I do. I, I like him a lot. But he's like he's not super well loved. So I the, there's those things that I like a lot. Like I I but that I don't collect or or actively collect older issues of. Like I'm a big fan, and when I say big fan, I like the look. I like some of the stories I've read. Uh, I I like Martian Manhunter. I like the Spectre. I thought that was always a really cool. Dead Man was always really cool to me. First Spectre's fucking hundreds of thousands. Of is it too? <laughs> oh yeah, First Spectre's a really old. Is it a really old character? But well, see, it's like most of Marvel's side. It's like it's expensive, but it's not crazy expensive. Most of the first appearances, like when you think of comic book pricing. That's where DC gets at hand because they're in the golden age. Marvel didn't right. Marvel didn't exist yet. Right. So, <laughs> so the first hundred I have is one hundred two. That's the origin and the second appearance of Morbius, uh, nineteen seventy one, written by Roy Thomas, penciled by Gil Kane. This is one of uh, the more absurd comics too. The like comic books, comic arcs, no, like one hundred one and one hundred two. Like yeah, this is a story. Mm. It's so bizarre. He's got he's got uh, six arms, Mister Spider Man, which is a cool look for Spider Man. I like it. <laughs> Eight limbs. Issue one oh five is next for me. That is also a key uh, first appearance of Spider Slayer Mark Three. That's a seventy two Stan Lee and Gil Kane. Osborne trying to kill Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> this is like reminiscent of the. 90s cartoon to me where it's like every week like Oscorp's like trying to make some new shit to kill Spider-Man <laughs> the be- one of the best cartoons too oh, I yeah, fucking fuck yeah. loved that cartoon that cartoon X-Men X-Men was so good too they were fucking awesome 106 is a minor key appearance the first appearance of Spider-Slayer Mark 4 uh, 1972 Stanley and Ramita Sr uh, 107A no uh no keys there, but 72, San Lee and Ramita Sr. Again, another fucking Spider Oscorp bot yeah. on the cover. 110 is my next one. Isn't that first, isn't that first appearance? That is the first appearance yeah, of it's a Gibbon. Gibbon. Last work of Stan Lee on Amazing Spider-Man. You'd think that would be a major a major key. You'd think I mean, so. the shitty the shitty ape, like nobody cares about, but Yeah, you fucking first appearance of Bigfoot. <laughs> but like the last book in Spider Man for San Lee, you'd think that would be a pretty big deal. You would think so. Apparently not though. <laughs> it's probably because it's the Gibbon. <laughs> 111, nothing, no keys there, 1972, Gary Conway, Rumita Sr. Continuation of Gibbon. 112. This is an iconic cover as well, I think. Spidey Cops Out. 1972, Gary Conway, Rumita Sr. Rumita Sr. did the cover. Spider-Man with a a, a bunch of dudes under him. It looks like a protest or a rally or something. Um, nothing, nothing key on that one. 113. This is definitely an iconic cover as well. The Doc Ock cover. Uh, it's the first appearance of Hammerhead. Uh, 1972, Jerry Conway, Ramita Sr. Wrote, uh, drew it, and he did the cover as well. Um, I do think that you see this cover a good amount as well. Yeah, it's it's one of the iconic cover, covers. 114. There's a lot of iconic Spider-Man covers, though. <laughs> 114. This is not one of them. <laughs> it is a key. 
origin and the second appearance of Hammerhead, first appearance of Dr. Jonas Harrow, 1972. Again, Jerry Conway, Ramita Sr. Isn't a Hammerhead an old Dick Tracy bad guy? Buddy, I don't know. This dude with a flat head on him? Yeah. I, don't, I have no idea. I don't know Dick Tracy. <laughs> 115, uh, 1972, Conway and Sr. Nothing, no keys on that one. 116 is a minor key. Um, that is the first appearance of the Smasher. Maybe the Smasher and the Kangaroo can get together. Smash things. 1973, Gary Conway, Stan Lee wrote it. See, he came back. Maybe that's why the other one isn't. So Stan Lee obviously comes back. Um, and so they don't grade it that way. I'd see, those are comics I want to see. It's just a full comic of the Smasher. And Kangaroo just having a conversation about <laughs> what's the best way to smash. How do you smash things better? I like jumping on them. I like punching. <laughs> 172, 117, sorry. Uh, it's the first appearance of the Disruptor. 1973, Jerry Conway, Stan Lee, and Ramita Sr. <laughs> One. Yeah, Hammerhead's a Dick Tracy bad guy. Oh, shit. I don't know if they're, the, they're not the same guy. They ripped it off. <laughs> 118 is a minor key. It's the death of the disruptor and the death of the smasher. I don't know. That shit. This is silly. Silly oh, at this I guess point. I can't have a convo because the smasher died. <laughs> he, he did. He smashed, he smashed too hard. 119 is a minor key. It's a classic battle of Spider-Man versus the Hulk. It's 1973. Jerry Conway wrote it. Pencils by Ramita Sr. Uh, and he did the cover, I think. See, I love fights. I, I don't. I haven't read these old ones, but I love fights between Spider-Man and Hulk because Spider-Man doesn't have to pull any punches with Hulk. Like, Spider-Man, like Superman, has to pull his punches like, quite a bit because he's, he's fucking incredibly strong <laughs> and like a lot of these fights if he just went up there and was like uppercut to the lizard as hard as he could he'd probably fucking murder him <laughs> and he's not that kind of guy can the lizard grow his head back just his don't tail. think just so just his tail yeah. <laughs> and his arm which falls oh, off yeah. again 120 with the and- Hulk you can just take your anger out on the fucking Hulk <laughs> Another minor key with the Hulk. Classic battle of Spider-Man versus the Hulk. There's two minor keys of the exact same key. 73, Jerry Conway, uh, Gil Kane, and Rain Man uh, drew it. Oh, Uh, fuck. I thought he just hung out with Tom Cruise. (laughs) (laughs) That's a deep cut. 123, uh, minor key as well, is the funeral of Gwen Stacy battle of Spider-Man versus Luke Cage. I didn't know that was a thing. That's cool. Yeah, Luke Cage was like, he was a hero, but it's kind of like a shady hero. (laughs) (laughs) He was for hire, after all. (laughs) Uh, 124 is a major key. The first appearance of Man-Wolf, John Jonah Jameson III. That book has a crazy-ass spine rule. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, don't make fun of the books, okay? (laughs) No, it's just like, that is extreme. 1973. It presents uh, well, still the cover's still like all intact. Uh, Jerry Conway wrote it. Gil Kane is the penciler. You get that fixed, actually. By pressing it? Yeah. Yeah. Because the cover still looks nice on that one. 125 is a minor key. It's the origin and the second appearance of Man-Wolf, John Jonah Jameson. You got it? I just thought he looked way different. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Kangaroo's back. Kangaroo makes a return in 126. It's the first mention of Harry Osborn as the Green Goblin as a minor key. 120. Oh, he's fucking King of Stomp and Spider-Man, too. 
120. He had to come back for the Smasher. He had to get, exact his revenge. 127 is the first appearance of the Vulture uh, as Clifton Shallot. So is this a different Vulture? Yeah, because uh, you'd think this would be a major key, but I'm assuming the major key yes, is whoever was the, the Vulture original first. original Vulture, yeah. Yeah, this is 1973 by Conway. Oh, man. By Andrew. You want to talk about first appearances that are crazy expensive for no fucking reason? I really want the first appearance of Solomon Grundy. So much money. <laughs> so much. We're getting into it. So I have a... Uh, so 128 is the next one I have. That's a minor key. This or, this cover's pretty sick. This is the origin of the Vulture. I don't know if it's an iconic cover, per se, but it's a sick cover. He's he's on a wall, green wall. He's got Spidey sense going on. The the green is the vulture's shadow. It's pretty fucking cool. The shadow of the vulture is what it says on it. 1974, Jerry Conway, uh, Ross Andrew penciled it. I have... Solomon Grundy, born on a Sunday. I have to look at this one a little bit further because I don't know what what printing this is because this next one is obviously one of the most popular Spider-Mans 129 I have a copy of it but it's probably like the 17th fucking edition of it um, because there are there's a, there's a ton of them. There's obviously the the originals and the Mark Jewelers variant. Those are major keys. I don't know what distinguishes uh, aside from the the edition. I don't know what distinguishes this as a major key from its other copies as a uh, minor keys. I mean, it's some kind of still the Punisher. Yeah. It's it's the it's some kind of facsimile. Yeah, so there's those two. There's the wizard. This is the Lionsgate Films facsimile. There's the Wizard edition. Oh, the Lionsgate reprint. Yeah. There you go. So that is a minor key. It's again, I think it's because of the edition it is. But it's the first appearance of the Punisher. No, I mean no, this book is so popular. Like there certain comics are so popular that even like the the reprints like 10, 20 years later right. are still fucking popular. <laughs> Cuz this book in good condition is several thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like first Punisher's a big deal. Yeah, that's the first appearance of the Punisher and the first appearance of the Jackal. Um, a first. This is a book I I actually want in the Spider Man run. Me too. I do too. But the the only copies I've ever seen are like a thousand or more dollars. And so to me, and and I do spend that much money on comics here and there, but like. <laughs> To but on something like, you collect, right? Yeah, on something like, that actually goes into a collection. Like, I just dropped a little over three Gs. If you know me personally, you didn't hear that. <laughs> but that, but you had trade and shit on that, didn't you? Yeah, well, I had some trade on it, but I still, like, came out of pocket, like, close to two. Okay. And, but I mean, that's like, it's a Batman. That's an early Batman. <laughs> so the Lionsgate edition, uh, this was 2004. Uh, written by Jerry Conway, drawn by Russ Andrew. Like I said, this, especially with the with the when the Punisher first came out in Netflix, this was a hot, 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 hot book. Yeah. Um, and they're on in the CLZ. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different covers to this book. So there, this is a super popular book. Um, sure. I think this was in uh, 2004, is what I what I said. So this was still fucking 14, 24th, almost 30 years ago that this book, this this one came out. So still a long time ago. So just because I brought it up, it's totally off topic, but there were only two All-American Comics 61, which is the first print of Solomon Grundy on eBay. A 1.8 for damn near $9,000. Why? This is a really old comic. And a 6.5. For thirty eight thousand, 
it's crazy. Like it, it's crazy that age is the major factor there because obviously those who know comic books probably know who Solomon Grundy is, but like nobody knows who Solomon Grundy is. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I mean, you have a golden, uh, golden age Flash on the cover as well. Oh, okay. okay. Or a Green Lantern, not Flash. Sorry. Um, Still, Green Lantern's a big deal. Golden Age Green Lantern is a very big deal. But it's not a Golden Age Green Lantern book. I mean, it is All-American Comics. I mean, this predates his own book, I believe. Probably. Uh, but yeah, it's just fucking... I don't know. It's been one of my, like, grails for a long time. I can't... Like <laughs> you can't I said, I'm like... 130, you can't spend 30 grand, I mean? I could figure out a way through... <laughs> Through pushing certain things around <laughs> to spend the nine thousand. <laughs> Thirty eight, that's a little But you rough. do you do you I, I we've had conversations before. I think you set aside money for shit like this though, yeah, don't you? Yeah, like that, yeah. So that 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 makes sense. Like when when pe- when you, people hear you talking about I spent three, four, five grand or whatever, it's not like you just ran into some shit and were like, I'm gonna spend that today. Like you purposefully set aside money to do these transactions. Yeah. And so that makes sense. I mean, that's what everybody and, should do with shit that they want. But so, a, I constantly look at comics, and sometimes you find like I was just telling Juan about a whatnot she ran into. Sometimes you find deals that are just fucking absurd. So you just <laughs> buy them, or they're good enough that it's like I don't even want this book, but you can turn it. Like I just bought like a first appearance of Howard the Duck. I don't really care about that book, but I got it for less than half of its value. <laughs> so yeah, I can flip that. Somebody else gives a shit about it. You can like then trade up, go out. Also, it's like yeah, you know, a paycheck. I'll set a couple hundred bucks aside right. here and there, and it's like then eventually, like, kick the last few years as I've been collecting World War Two era covers, like propaganda covers specifically, mm, but nice. only on big books right. like Batman. That's one of the books I just got: Batman, Superman, Looney Tunes, things from that era that reference World War Two in a propagandaish way on the cover. Sure. And those books, I mean. They're fucking expensive. <laughs> you got to pay for them somehow. Flipping books and what I, what I love saving. Though, what I love about it is that it's not a flip a book to make money or to be a douchebag. It's a it, you're doing it so that you can. You, hopefully, those people love the book, but you're doing it for to fill your collection. That, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. cool. I like that. You got to make if you're like really we, going to collect, unless you're just gonna like very hop new editions in the hope that like something pops. Um, but even then, you can spend quite a bit of money just doing that, right. and you'll lose. Honestly, you will lose more money, typically. Um, you got to make it pay for itself a little bit. Right. It's, it's hard to do otherwise, <laughs> um, unless you're just rich. Like, when you say flipping, I think that sometimes that comes with, with kind of shitty, you know, tones. Most people think of flipping like you're taking advantage of people. So, But I like that. It's like I'm flipping books because I have a higher purpose. I need to fill my collection, too. And hopefully these go to people who really like Howard the Duck or whatever. Usually, too. Like, I flip a lot to other people I know. And typically, I give them. I've got like, a lot of books. I give them great deals. Like, like if I get a deal and like I got it, like for instance you like I got a deal on the Spider Man's I just sold them to you at my cost like right. but like I got if I have a friend I know collects he wants to get in Howard the Duck I got it for a great deal I might upcharge him a little bit but I'm still gonna charge them I typically still charge them less than right. they could get anywhere else right. it's like we both got a deal you got the book you want I get money up for a book I want sure I like so, that it. it works out I like it. 130 is the first cover appearance of Jackal debut of Spider Mobile. <laughs> 1973, Jerry Conway. Fuck damn, back. <laughs> Using his head. 131, no keys on that. 132, 
Also, no keys on that. I like the cover of that. It looks pretty cool to me. You know, it's another like uh, not well known, and I think cause that might that's him, the yeah. Molten Man. Not well known, but I don't know anything about him either, honestly at all. But I think he's pretty cool looking. Yeah, the cover looks cool. It, it kind of has a silver surfery kind of look to him, but it's cool. That was a 1974 book by Jerry Conway and Ramita Jr. This uh, I think are for the first appearance of Junior that we've seen. I think he's made of lava. Or molten metal. <laughs> molten. Typically lava. <laughs> 133. No keys on that guy. Again, another molten cover, though, where he's grabbing him by the neck off of a train. I like his first appearance, too. Uh, 134 is a minor key. It's the first appearance of Tarantula, Jonathan Law. Second appearance of Punishers, Frank Castle. Um, he's not on the cover, though, in this one, that I can tell, which is kind of weird. Um, I don't know, I can't, but again, I don't know at the time if he was a big deal. No, it's, it it's a second appearance. Yeah. Like, he's, he hasn't caught on yet. I mean, like, not that people didn't immediately love him, but he's like, you're not going to be that big of a deal. There's only one issue. Right. 135 is another this minor is a key. key somehow, yeah. It's the third appearance of the Punisher. <laughs> Cool cover. But he's, he's on the cover. Yeah, he's on the. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight people on the cover. The not coolest including Punisher Spider-Man. cover, in my opinion, is not on a Punisher book. It's on a Daredevil book. And then he's shooting Daredevil in the stomach. Mm, mm-hmm. That's like his fucking sickest cover. <laughs> I like to, you know, obviously everybody likes the Punisher at this point, but I like the mantra. Like he's not really out for. I mean, he is out for revenge. He's out for his own, but he's a he's a good bad guy. He is like one of the prototypical. You think he's a good guy as long as you're not on his fucking. It's not an antihero, but yeah. like to me, he's logical. Like it just makes sense. Like honestly, the superhero method. There's an argument to be made, and it is made in like some of the high storytelling with like Batman's and Superman's and Spider-Man's that like in honesty a lot of what they're doing isn't really being a hero like they're stopping a bad guy typically at the expense of multiple deaths and property damage (laughs) and they're doing it in such a way that they can escape again to then do it again and they do it again and it's kind of just like it's made in some of like I said some of the better writing is like it's kind of just them making themselves feel better about them being such a good guy. Frank Castle's solution makes a certain amount of sense. Like Green Goblin kills a lot of fucking people. Like fucking take him out. You know what I'm saying? Like, like stop fucking around. <laughs> now, like, there's an argument to be made that like you shouldn't be allowed to be judge, jury, and executioner. That is true, but like, yeah, it still makes a lot of sense. Speaking of Green Goblin, 136 is a major key. That is the first appearance of the Green Goblin as Harry Osborn. I'll be right back. I got to be. Yeah, you're good. I know I did it too, but I think I pulled a muscle and like legit. <laughs> it can't be bad though because it's not like. You're not falling over yet? Well, I've snapped a muscle before like completely off the bone. Like oh. you see it. Like it like rolls up. Like that didn't happen. <sighs> so yeah, the first appearance of the Green Goblin is Harry Osborn. I, I like this cover too. It's them fighting on the cover. It's a pretty cool cover. It's them fighting, and then and then the two at the bottom. I, th- I think is really cool. Um, major first appearance, seventy four, written by Jerry Conway, drawn by Ross Andrew, <clears throat> one hundred thirty seven. Minor, I'm guessing second appearance. Second appearance of the Green Goblin is Harry Osborn, <laughs> one hundred thirty eight is also a minor key. That is the first appearance and the origin of the Mind Worm. 1974, Conway and Andrew. Looks like the Watcher. Uh, it does kind of... Or, or Brainiac. Yeah, well, Brainiac's typically green. But. Yeah. 
139. That is a minor key. The first appearance of Grizzly. Just a dude in a fucking grizzly suit. Just <laughs> like straight up. <laughs> a Halloween costume. He's a furry, bro. <laughs> I like how the eyes don't even match up. It's just like, you know, he's like, it looks like he literally like cut it off a bear and threw it off. He might have. I haven't read the book. He might have. Yeah, he might have skinned the bear. 140 is the first appearance of Gloria Grant. I don't even know who that is. Um, but uh, yeah, first appearance of Gloria Grant, Grant 1974, Conway and Andrew again. 141 is a major key. That is the first yep. appearance of Mysterio as Daniel Burkhart. It's a Sinister Six cover, too. Yeah, I like the Sinister Six books. I think those so are cool I, shit, too. I don't know if they're all there. Uh, three. I count three, four, five. I count five. What do you mean? I count five villains on this cover. Yeah, but they're not all Sinister Six. I mean. I thought it was a Sinister Six cover. It's a Sinister Five there. There's four. <laughs> I don't know who this guy is. Oh, that's, uh, is that the Goblin? I think so. It might be five, yeah. 1974, Gary Conway and Ross Andrew. Um, again, it, it is a really cool cover. They're all in smog, and they're all fighting. Uh, this, one, this is a sick cover. Yeah, very cool cover. I wonder what the first appearance of the Sinister Six is. I don't know. Maybe they're not there yet. Maybe they're only five members. <laughs> 142 is a minor key. That's the first cameo appearance of... Gwen Stacy's clone. This is a cool cover with Mysterio taking his head oh, off. Oh, Spider-Man Annual number one. Oh. 143 is a major key. That is the first appearance of Cyclone. It's the first... Oh, shit. Those guys aren't even in the Sister Six. Doc Ock, Electro, Craven the Hunter, Mysterio, Sandman, and Original Vulture. Hmm. That's the Sinister Six. I thought Morbius was in it, but that's why. I <laughs> uh, first kiss between Peter Parker and Mary Jane Watson. Wow. 1975, Jerry Conway, Ross Andrew. What do they fuck first? <laughs> I'm sure that would be a major key. Yeah. First, first fuck. They have to have fucked by now. That's a long time. 144 is a minor key. It's the full, first full appearance of Gwen Stacy's clone. 145, no keys or anything there. 147, I have twice. That The clone saga, which I don't think it's called that, is like beloved by some and hated by most. <laughs> 148 is a minor key. That is the identity of the jackal is revealed. Spider-Man is tied up in metal by the jackal on the cover. Pretty cool. Some people call it chains. What did I say? Metal? Metal. Metal. (laughs) 149 is a major key. That is the first appearance of Spider-Man clone Ben Riley, and it's the origin and death of the jackal. That's 1975 by Conway and Andrew. Did not live that long. <laughs> I'm alive. I'm here. I'm dead. <laughs> 150 is not uh, no keys or anything to that. 151 is a minor key. That is the iconic John Romita Senior cover. This is a very iconic cover. Why? Why do you say that? I mean, anytime you see, General. just because anytime you see anything like documentary or whatever about Spider Man or like any like. YouTube videos talking about Spider. This cover is just always one of the pictures mm. that they use. I don't know what. I mean, besides that, it's cool. Yeah, so he's, I, he's I in, looks like he's in a sewer. Water's coming on him, and there's some rats around it. I don't know why necessarily, but I mean, it is a sick cover. It wouldn't be like one of the coolest covers in my opinion. <laughs> but I just know that it's like it's like up there with like the one where he's like really big walking away, and like it's. Although that's, yeah, a that's, first a major, yeah, that's, that's a major, yeah, that's a major key. key. That's an expensive book. Yeah, yeah. Um, 152 is the next one. No keys there. 
153 no keys there you're saving a little girl from uh from some guns fuck bro spider-man annual number one's pretty expensive ass book too is it <laughs> this three five right now is 31 bids for 711 bucks Woo. i mean it's also the first annual too though you know yeah uh 154 is my next one no keys there that's the middle of the collection for one to 200 hopefully you're not bored with this i think it's kind of interesting yeah i, I again I, i'm i'm a fan of it and it's different from what we normally do, right? And I'm sure everybody in the background who collects Spider-Man is like, oh, and this this is why this and that. Maybe people like this, I'll bring over a run of something once I get the app. Yeah. 155, no keys there. Uh, cool cover, though. Uh, 156 is a minor key. That is the first appearance of Mirage, Desmond, Charn, and it's the wedding day of Ned, Leeds, and Betty Brandt. Oh, shit. 1976. Len Wein. It's a Len Wein write, written. Ross Andrew. He did more drawing than writing, didn't he? I'm not sure. Did he do, did he do more writing? I can't Honestly, remember. I'm not sure. I know he's super, super popular. Yeah, he's a bigger name. 157. No keys there, but a cool Doc Ock. He's still frumpy. We're, we're at 157. He's still pretty frumpy. He got a little more muscular here, though. <laughs> like, before, he's just kind of like... Front my gut like in a green suit, but he has some tone here. <laughs> you know, it looks like he's hitting the gym. Not like in real good shape, but. 158. Again, no keys, but it's also a Doc Ock. So you got some uh, pecs. Doc Ock cover. He looks, he looks, he thick looks here. way more muscular in that, in that cover. That's roided Ock right there. <laughs> 159, no keys, but also, again, another, another Doc Ock and Hammerhead cover. Uh, 160 is a minor key. That is Spider Mobile destroyed. Oh, man. That hammerhead is straight ripped the fuck off from Dick Tracy. He's even in the pinstripe suit. <laughs> the spider car gets destroyed, bro. That should have been out. It's a fucking dune buggy. Like. 161. It's the first cameo appearance of Jigsaw, Billy Russo. I like how they didn't even try to make a super cool car for him. Like it's like Nightcrawler. Like Batman has a sick car, and they're like, <laughs> Spider-Man needs a car. Why? I don't know. It's Why way not? less convenient than web slinging. <laughs> 162 is a major key. So that's the first appearance of Jigsaw. I I, I, don't, I I don't I don't know who Jigsaw is. I don't know Again, why he looks like Nightcrawler to me. I don't know why pun it. That is Nightcrawler. <laughs> is it? Is that who that's supposed to be? So it is Nightcrawler. But so Jigsaw's not on the cover. <laughs> okay, that's why I was like, he looks so much like Nightcrawler. Why is Punisher shooting like that? He's like popping a squad. <laughs> wow, he's trying to shoot them both, bro. It's a major key. That is, uh, let the Punisher fit the crime by Len Wein and Ross Andrew. Oh, he's on a he's taking a knee. Once I look at it closer, he's on a like a carousel. That that does make a little more sense. <laughs> I thought he was just popping a squad. He had to poop. Yeah, that's for sure Nightcrawler. So I don't. So I don't know who Jigsaw is. Then I'll I'll read that later. It's weird because I, I like as much as much of a Spider-Man collector as I am. I I have not read a ton of these books, but I I love the character. I the c- cartoon was fucking phenomenal when it was coming out. And when I first was like, what do I want to collect? When I first started, I said this is probably unbeknownst to me. I was like, this is probably the easiest to collect because there's so many of them. But that's also what makes it hard. <laughs> and so it's like I love Daredevil. I would. Love Love to put a run of Daredevil. So many fucking books. <laughs> I feel the same way about. Although I have, I have most of Fantastic Four to one to two hundred, but I wouldn't. Um, it still fucking goes on forever. 
<laughs> and I only got the big books in Fantastic Four because I've had them forever. <laughs> and I'm not dropping fucking 50 Gs on Fantastic Four number five. What the fuck? 163 is a, a Kingpin cover. No keys there, though. 164, the same thing. A, an, a Kingpin ass cover. Yeah. Um, crotch shot. <laughs> no keys there. It's thick. Boy's thick. <laughs> Takes up the whole cover. <laughs> 165, um, and I have the newsstand edition of that one. That, no keys there, but a crazy dino fucking cover. Yeah. 166 is a minor key. Again, newsstand edition of that one. That is the first appearance of Slayer Mark V. A lot of Slayers. Oh, you got to get it right eventually. 167. Never did, though. <laughs> 167 is a minor key. First appearance of Willow the Wisp. First appearance of Dr. Barton Hamilton. You know what it reminds me of? Like in The Incredibles, where they keep building the machines to kill all the bad guys. <laughs> Finally, they get Mr. Incredible out there to <laughs> just handle it. <laughs> well, because they're trying to make the ultimate killing rot. <laughs> 168, no keys there. Um, some dude in a, a leotard outfit. I don't know who that superstar, superstar. Uh, 169, dude. Uh, that's a minor key. The first appearance. Uh, it's a young Frank Miller letter to the editor. Oh, that's cool. There's a letter to the editor from Frank Miller in there. When he was he before he was Frank come, Miller. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Before he went insane. <laughs> 170. I have the Whitman variant on this one. No keys, but I have the Whitman variant. Uh, 171. New stand cover on that one. No keys. This is an iconic cover, too. I see it all the time. Do you? Yeah. Who is that in the Photon? Who is that? Nova? Oh, yeah, yeah. Nova there in Photon. Nova's Nova's got a cool little outfit. Looks like Captain Marvel. Yeah, Nova's a cool character. Fights with new gods a lot. 172 newsstand edition. That's a minor key. That's the first appearance of Rocket Racer, Robert Farrell. I don't, I don't know who that is. I feel like they just they just put somebody in a silly outfit. That's why you don't hear a lot about Rocket Racer. <laughs> 173, nothing, no keys there, but a, a Molten Man cover. It's pretty cool. It's his last stand. Oh, shoot. Before he becomes... Just metal Just guy. Rock, rock yeah. guy. <laughs> metal statue. 174, no keys there. Uh, Punisher cover with Joe jo- J. Jonah Jameson and Spider-Man and whoever that guy is. Oh, are you sure? Hitman. 175, that's a minor key. It's the partial origin of the Punisher origin and death of Hitman. Oh, that's who that was in the last cover is Hitman. 176 is a minor key. Is this this is in the spotlight, right? Even though it kind of looks very familiar. I don't think I wouldn't consider it one. It's the first appearance of Green Goblin as Doctor Bart Hamilton. Again, I don't even know what percentage of collectors collect spotlight covers. I've just seen a few like people talk about that they're spotlight collectors. I don't know if it's really a thing, but <laughs> it must be because I've heard a few people say it. This is a spotlight cover. 177. No keys there, but it is a spotlight. 178. No keys. Green Goblin fighting Spider-Man. Hobgoblin or Green Goblin? I think it's still Green Goblin. Hobgoblin's the orangish one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a pretty big key, too. No, nothing there. No, first Hobgoblin. Oh, I was like, I don't see. There's nothing there. 179, regular edition. No keys there, but another Green Goblin fight on the cover. Uh, 180, uh, that is a minor key. That's the origin and death of the Green Goblin as Bart Hamilton. 181. Regular edition, nothing. You got no a keys Doom there. cover. Yeah, Doom, Lizard, Fisk, 
Doc Ock? Doc Ock? Yeah. He looks, he looks like an old lady in that cover. Yeah, that he does. <laughs> 180. Lizard still derped to derp. <laughs> he looks like a snake. He hasn't derped. He hasn't underped yet. <laughs> 182. Oh, Rocket Racer back. <laughs> it's, the, it's a minor key. Peter Parker proposes to Mary Jane Watson, and it's the first appearance of Jackson Wheel. So is that Rocket Racer? Oh, it is. That's <laughs> Rocket Racer, but I don't know who Jason Wheel is. I thought she's a black eye on a skateboard. I have no idea. That's <laughs> bizarre. 183 is a minor key. Mary Jane Watson declines Peter's marriage proposal. First oh. appearance of the big wheel, Jackson Wheel. 184... <laughs> Peter. It's also a minor key. It's the first appearance of White Dragon. That seems kind of racist. Peter was trying to get his dick wet. She said no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's a bondage cover. 185. Oh, shit. There's something wrong with you. It is a bondage cover. 185 is a minor key. That's the Peter Parker graduation. 186. <clears throat> uh, new stand edition. No keys there. Uh, 187. No keys there. Uh, I like this cover, too, on 188. I think that's pretty cool. And it's also a minor key. Uh, that is the first, second appearance of Jigsaw. You want to play a game? <laughs> I don't think it's that Jigsaw. Could be, could be wrong. 189, no keys. 190, no keys. 191, no keys. 192 is a... Oh, shit, hold on. 192 is a minor key. That's the death of Spencer Smith. Don't know who that guy is. That's why it's minor. 193 is a minor key. That is the first appearance. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Peter and MJ break up. Oof. That's no good. This is an iconic cover as well. 194. I have the direct addition to that. And that is the a major cover. It's the first appearance of Black Cat, Felicia Hardy. Um, that's also a spotlight cover. 1979, Mark Wolfman is the writer. Keith Pollard is the penciler. Uh, 195, um, that is the direct edition. It's a minor issue, set origin, and second appearance of Black Cat. Black Cat. 196, newsstand edition. That's the first appearance of Deborah Whitman. Again, I don't know who that is. 197. She did, so. She did, yeah, it doesn't matter. 197, no keys there. Another fisk crotch. Uh, <laughs> it's got a big crotch, bro. Yeah. Fisk got a big old dick. 198. That's a cool Mysterio cover. 198. Yeah. No keys there, but that's a cool Mysterio cover. Um, and then last but not least, from 1 to 199 is 199. Uh, the newsstand cover, no keys there, but another Mysterio cover. <sighs> that's not the coolest Mysterio cover. No? I mean, it's not the coolest, but... I don't like this cover without break them into panels. No, that was 91 comic books just between those. So you're about halfway there from 1 to 200. <laughs> I probably am a little bit more than halfway. I don't know. You don't have 100 books out of 200. Well, those were just 90. I, th I don't think it counted. I, I didn't do th those. That was a whole separate one over there. Aren't those all annuals? No. This is everything from 100 to 200. This was everything between 0 and 100. And then these are the annuals. So zero and one hundred, and then one hundred to two hundred. Okay, got it. I was like, it feels like we did more than hundred books. But <laughs> so I have eleven hundred and forty-one volume one Amazing Spider-Man's apparently. Yes, yeah, volume one is forever. <laughs> 
So, I mean, again, this was a little bit of a slower paced episode. Um, it's interesting. I, I like going through maybe not 300 comic books. Um, I, I feel like a smaller arc and then kind of talking about covers and different things like that would be a little bit yeah. easier on the ears, but I, I enjoyed this. I think this yeah, is cool. Yeah, we were trying out. Yeah, yeah, and uh, hopefully you liked it. Hopefully um, you go collect if you're not collecting, man. Go, yeah, go collect something. Collect. Yeah, there's tons and tons of shit out Pops, there. Pops, toys. Uh, I collect it all. Signatures, photos. Fucking, you were very surprised how much a photo and a signature costs at Fan Expo. It's ridiculous amount of money. <laughs> You can get some cheaper signatures, but I mean, obviously, the you want the headliners. You were, you know, you want the Vincent D'Onofrio's and the fucking uh, John Bernthal's. I don't feel like Bernthal I get, but the other ones, I'm like, it's from a TV show that's not going still. Which one? Daredevil. Daredevil. No, no, no. I didn't know which. I didn't know which person you were talking it's about. It's coming back, but I'm like, still, I'm like, these aren't A-list actors, man. Charlie Cox. He's not an A-list actor. Uh, I mean, what? he's a good. I like him a lot. Right. But he's a he's a I TV what, actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder what what's considered that anymore. I feel like anybody in the Marvel universe is probably going to be a, oh, yeah. a, a lot of money. Any of the big the names that would make sense to me. Yeah, and even them, I think they're like hundred bucks. <laughs> So we will be at Fan Expo covering that show. Bro, Machete is less than a hundred. He's a <laughs> he's not an A list actor. No, but he's a fucking movie actor. Though. <laughs> he's never headlined anything but his own B movies, though. You know what I mean? That's not or true. D movies. What did he headline? Uh, I mean, like headline. He was in Desperado, but that wasn't his movie. I mean, it's his, it's him and him and uh, what's his name? Um, shit. Why can't fucking names these names? <laughs> it's not, but Machete's only in that movie for like 10 minutes. Yeah, but he's like the main bad guy you remember. Uh, I mean, uh, maybe. He definitely he's is. He's not the main bad guy, but he, I guess he no, is. because the, the main bad guy's only in that movie for three minutes. <laughs> and it's his brother. <laughs> Antonio Banderas. That's, yeah, I can't. who shot the ugliest wife. Whoa. Wow. That's messed up. Have you seen the... the- Man, they got to play his wife that his brother originally killed. That's why he hates his brother. I saw all of them, yeah. God, that chick is hideous. Jesus. I don't think it's a girl. You're going to get canceled. I don't think it's a girl. You're going to get canceled. It was a man. <laughs> canceled Doyle. <laughs> no, I like this. He moved on to it, Salma Hayek. Dude, should have sent him a thing. <laughs> if we... If, uh, if there was a row of like 10 books where we could go in depth into those books, I think that would be cool too. I like this. This is just a giant collection. I think I'm, I'm guessing I'm at like 20 fucking 400 books or so now. Um, How much of your collection do you have scanned or is that everything? Everything now. Every single thing I have now is scanned. 2,243 books at this point is what I have scanned in there. Everything is I'm going to buy um so the way I the way I keep everything is on a shelf, on a bookshelf. I know most people keep everything in boxes, but on a bookshelf you'll you'll tend to see that they kind of bend a little bit because they're not constrained as much. And so I'm trying to find plastic dividers for every title that I have. So I mean I can tell you how to take care of that in a box too, but the what? I can tell you how to take care of that in a box as well. Oh. How do you take care of it in a box for those listening? So I mean, there's multiple ways. A, one of the ways is if you're doing like a, a run, is you can bag and board. You can actually fit two comics in each bag and board. And if you put one in the front, one in the back. I mean, this is like, I would typically use two boards because only one side is like meant to go against the book. 
You put one in the front, one in the back, and then that way their spines are opposite of each other. Mm. So it stops a lot of the rolling. It stops a lot of the pushing. Mm-hmm. But A, you can either stack them the, the regular way inside the box and whatever you get up to. Put a divider in and like some foam on the other side so it keeps them perfectly right. straight. Or you can go side to side in two different rows. Oh. And it. Less pressure, short way, and it's still the boxes still hold quite like a short box will still hold two rows of that. It's less books technically, uh, but it's way less books pressuring putting back to back. Right. So, like on a lot of like runs with like you know not like a lot of big keys or like whatever. It's just a run of comics I enjoy. I'll typically do them back to back like that, side to side of that thing, and they don't have any pressure on them that way. Nice. That's cool. Yeah, on Amazon we found these like plastic dividers that clip to the bottom of the shelf too, yeah. so they don't move either which way. And then you could butt them up as if it was a bookend. I they might even be bookends. Um, those are soft ones because I want to label everything too. Because um, I want to. F- I, I for me boxes are just to hold the collection, but I want I want to be able to present them as well. You know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. And so having them on a bookshelf makes a little bit more sense, I think, for what I want. Um, but it's more extensive. You know, I got to find a way to make sure they don't bend. I got to find a way to make sure that I can de- demarcate what the fuck each title That's why is. why a lot of people like slabs because you can put like slabs on the walls. Right. Of the bigger books, but... So, but that's going to be... That'll be an endeavor next is, is organizing and putting everything back up. Organizing is a bitch. <laughs> yeah, we did. We I have everything downstairs organized in a way that's uh, like on in piles, though, of what, what I have read and what I haven't read. But then what I have read has to go on the shelves next. Like, I got to do that for, like, all of my new... Like, all of my old runs, like, books, they're all easy because it's like... They're not printing them week to week, so it's just what I get in it, right. where it goes. But like all the stuff I get from John, it's so hard. I probably got like three years of books that are just in the order I got them in. <laughs> and it's like, I got to get all the immortal holds out, put them together. <laughs> I did that downstairs, yeah. I was like, oh. I wouldn't if I'd have been on top of it, but I didn't like keep them organized. I just had them set aside in like a books to read, and then once I read them, I put them in the long boxes. Right, and now I got like or short boxes, and I probably got like eight short boxes of like fucking mixed up modern <laughs> shit. Yeah, so uh, yeah, that's next is organizing, putting shit on the shelf, and figuring out how. It'll be a bitch when a new title comes because I also want to alphabetize it. Yeah. So we'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, hopefully this wasn't too downer, but, uh, I enjoy going through the books. Uh, I enjoy learning a little bit about them as we go through them. Um, that's what this whole app is for. And I think it's pretty cool. CLZ, CLZ comics. They do comics, I think magazines and games. I think they have an app for games too and books. Um, so I think there's like four major things. It's super easy. Like these are different cause they're old. And so you have to search for the covers, but it's crazy easy. If you got a barcode, you just scan fucking, you could scan 50 books in a minute. You know what I mean? It goes, it go pretty quick, but, um, just wanted to go through some comic books until next time. I don't know what we'll be talking about yet, but we'll alert you guys to that at some point. We'll be there. Um, until next time I've been one. I'm Doyle. And I will catch you guys later. Right. Bye. Join us 
us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, and YouTube for behind-the-scenes information and more content! Thinking Outside the Long Box is a Baron Space production! Ha 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 ha!